more good stuff from softball. Let's start off with them as, of course, Georgina Korik, after three more wins. I think I might have slipped up and said three more shutouts because we just take those for granted. Isn't that crazy? Was, for the ninth time this season, the American Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Week. It is more than a little bit interesting that Ken Erickson has seemingly just gone, you know what, she is going to be our pitcher. There's not even going to be a Game 2 pitcher. And Corrick for the second straight week through every single inning. The game times become relevant as far as the conference tournament this week. The first game is at night, 5 o'clock, well, early evening on Thursday. If the Bulls win against East Carolina, that's a team that she threw a no-hitter against, but is capable on offense. The Bulls did sweep the Pirates, but didn't necessarily have an easy time except for one of the games. And we'll preview that, of course, on Thursday's show. But if they win, it's almost guaranteed they're going to play Wichita State, who Corrick had a win and a loss against. Boy, the Shockers are very, very talented. But UCF got them in two of the three games to take the number one seed. So there'll be no one I 4 in the American Athletic Conference Tournament, unless it's in the finals, and the Bulls would have to beat Wichita along the way. You have to assume the Shockers are going to take down Memphis in the first round after they just beat them three times via the run rule not too long ago. So just to be specific on what got her the honors, 3-0 with a .41 ERA, 17 innings, 37 strikeouts, including a four-hitter where all 15 outs came via the K. But that's not all. Madison Epperson was the player of the week offensively. The Bulls have not had one of these. They've had members of the offense get on the honor roll, but not the player of the week. And Epperson hit 625, had a homer in that first game, the run rule victory, where it was 13-1, to four RBI in that game, three for three while she was at it in that contest. And that got her to player of the week status. Again, the conference tournament begins on Thursday. The teams were leaving today to get there. And we'll have that first round game live for you Thursday night at 5. The semifinal would be Friday at 3.30. So, yeah, Corrick would be able to pitch in it. And then the championship game early the next morning. That's the schedule. The weather forecast is not improving. And so we'll just sort of be in Greenville and give you the games whenever they come. Baseball will be there as well. Now, I said we'd look at some of the opponents for the Bulls, and you'll want the teams that, of course, you get your big quote-unquote wins against to continue to be ranked. It has been very interesting to see Michigan, even though they were, they're always the Big Ten champion, they're not going to be the Big Ten regular season champion this year. Northwestern is. Michigan is actually in the fourth spot, so I found that to be more than a little bit interesting. But again, the teams that the Bulls have big wins against are still in the top 25. Their biggest three wins outside of Wichita State are Michigan, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. The Cowgirls stayed in the top 10 despite getting swept. You know why? Because they got swept by Oklahoma. Incidentally, Notre Dame, as high as number 20 in some polls, you look at the RPI, they're 18th. Speaking of RPI, the Bulls are in the upper 30s. Remember last year, they were around 50, so we're in good spot as far as making it to the NCAA tournament. What's going to be interesting is you just assume they're going to somewhere in the state of Florida, and you'd almost roll your eyes if you're going back to Gainesville, but frankly you probably preferred if you missed it the Gators got beat the other day by FGCU who has one solid pitcher and was able to hold them down while the Seminoles are a top five team so it's kind of interesting would the Bulls be rated by the committee as a two seed because frankly they're just outside the voted on top 25 
or would they be thought of as, by their RPI number, closer to a three seed? And the distinction there is, if that's the way they're viewed, then yeah, they're probably going to Tallahassee. If the committee thinks they're closer to a top 25 team, they're probably going to Gainesville, which in my book is where you'd want them to go. The other more than just a little bit interesting thing that's happening is UCF in the running for hosting. Their RPI is right on that cut line, and if they win the conference tournament, they've got the results and the schedule to be hosting. But then what does the committee do? Have three Florida teams host? Bulls can't go to Orlando. Again, how that affects USF is... If UCF's not a host, then it's, guess what, going to either Tallahassee or Florida. And in that case, surely the Knights would go to Gainesville. They would not make UCF play in Tallahassee. So a lot of intrigue with softball still to be unfolded over the next week. Actually less because the tournament draw comes out on Monday. Said we had some cool news for a former Bulls coach. That would be Laura Ricciardoni, who is now the head coach at Yale. She was with the Bulls for three seasons. She was an all-conference performer as a pitcher at Harvard, of all things, and then had to take the opportunity, could not pass up on it, to go to Yale as an assistant coach a few years back. And just like that is their new head coach. Congratulations to Laura. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls magically end up with Yale on their schedule down the road. Moving along to baseball, first of all, all all-conference honors to Jarrett Eaton, and we've kind of played what he did during the week over these last couple of days because, well, what he did during the week was condensed to what he did over the weekend because he was 0 against the Florida Gators, but all sorts of big hits, but I want to take it back to what he did on Sunday. The Bulls got swept that weekend. We did not give you a bunch of highlights because of all the highlights we had of softball beating Houston, but Jarrett Eaton on the Sunday game was the guy that came through in a game where the Bulls lost 9-2. to And I'll tell you why that's relevant here in a second. Let's see if the Bulls' bats can get it going. They had some clutch two-out hits in the Sunday win last week. It didn't start off 19-5, to obviously. It got going early with some hits in situations like this. 2-2. Two and two, And it's lined. It's going to get through. And by the third baseman. And indeed, Jared Eaton does come through with runners in scoring position. It's a two-run double, and we are tied. Just stuck the bat out. They just had enough. And the hit that the Bulls have been waiting for takes place. And great job, Eaton. The Bulls lost that game 9-2. That was, of course, the only run-scoring hit. They scored three times against the Gators on Tuesday without a run-scoring hit. On Friday in the loss to UCF, 10-4, it was 10-1 without a run-scoring hit until Jared Eaton bases clearing double in the bottom of the ninth. And even though the offense only scored two and three runs on Saturday and Sunday, again, it was Eaton that kind of sparked things. Carmine Lane definitely had a run scoring hit to start things going on Saturday with a home run. But then it was Eaton who doubled another extra base hit ahead of Lane's RBI single for the second run. And oh yeah, he tripled on Friday, probably should have mentioned that, ahead of the sacrifice that scored him with the first run against UCF. So great to see Captain Clutch coming through and becoming that guy again at the right time. And see if he can continue it tonight as the Bulls are playing in to land against Stetson. We'll be on the air at 6.15 for a 6.30 first pitch. Bulls, and we didn't really mention this on yesterday's show, there were so many highlights, kind of skipped this detail. For the first time all year in the conference, we're not either last place or tied for last place. 
based on the results this weekend. When you start off getting swept, you are instantly in last place. And even though they would have company, as it were, with Memphis and Wichita, in fact, going into Sunday's game, they were in a three-way tie, but they both lost. If you missed it, we did a long show, usually around the American on a Monday is a bigger show in the 15-minute range, but we went nearly a half hour. You can catch that on our Unlimited Unloaded page. That's the SoundCloud page. But the point is, the Bulls are in sixth place, and they'll return to conference play against East Carolina. It'll be a trick to stay in sixth place because East Carolina is so good, but hey, they've got the confidence and hope to keep it going tonight against a team that's similar to the Bulls. Stetson is just 7-17 and in the Atlantic Sun, 22-25 and overall, but they have been really good in the midweek situations, which is all we're concerned about here. Specifically, last Tuesday, beating Florida State 6 to nothing. If that doesn't get your attention, the previous Tuesday they went to Coral Gables and beat third-ranked Miami 12-4. to Now, obviously, these teams aren't throwing their best pitchers, but, hey, they shut out the Knolls last week. Before that, Tuesday, April the 19th, a 10-8 loss, very respectable, in Gainesville. And before that, a midweek win against Bethune-Cookman. If you take it back to the previous midweek while we're doing it, a 12-inning loss to Florida State. So they've all been very competitive. Having said that, their pitcher tonight is a guy who they've lost the last four games when he started. That's a righty by the name of Cole Stallings. While I'm thinking about it, the Gators, you know how impressive they were a week ago, 18-3 over the Bulls. And we said they probably still had to win two of their last three series. Well, they only had to go to Starkville last week in a, what now we look back on it is, Kind of a do-or-die situation, and the Gators did. They swept Mississippi State, and everyone's saying that that's going to knock Mississippi State out of the field as they are well below 500 in conference play. They are the defending national champions. So I guess the point is, and we're seeing it, of course, with the Bulls after their riding high last year and winning the regional and getting the conference tournament before that, etc., but struggling. Yeah, it's kind of hard to maintain success sometimes. As a matter of fact, the Texas Longhorns, who were predicted and at the beginning of the season were ranked number one, and we know how good they are after beating the Bulls and the Supers last year, they're not even a guarantee for the NCAA tournament. Now they're probably going to get in, but it looks like the defending champion is not. You've been listening to Bulls Beat on Unlimited Unloaded.